that's that's the cold open. There we go. <laughs> and it ends on that's the cold open, like a self-referential. God, we're we're good. We are. Maybe so ooh, fucking good. Maybe we need to. Um, is 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 there a segue where we we cast the the Muppets as the British government <laughs> as the British government? They'd do a better job. They would do a better job. <laughs> you guys are making a podcast. For this. Welcome to the podcast nobody asked for. With me, Ian Harris. Oh, I thought you were going to introduce yourself as a Muppet. I was, I was trying to think out, but I, I accidentally committed to the surname as well. And Ian Harris, the Frog, doesn't sound quite as good. <laughs> and me, Graham Jones, the Frog. Yeah, fair. See, and if you were doing it as well, it would have just been awkward. So this week, we've decided to completely ignore reality and instead talk about puppets. So. This week's episode is about adding the Muppets to films. Which should happen more often. It should. It should. So the Muppets... So what I didn't know, or it's one of those things which I knew but then forgot I knew, which is nice because you get to learn the same thing over and over again. So Muppets is a combination of marionette and puppet. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense, right? So they were created by Jim Henson in the 50s. You then had the Muppet Show in the 70s, and then since then... They've had a stretch of eight films. Can you name all the films? No, I can name some of them. <laughs> You've got Treasure Island. Yep, Treasure Island. Christmas Carol. Yep. Is it just like the Muppet movie or the Muppet? Yeah, yep, yeah. Yep, so the Muppet movie was the first one. Yep. Then you had the, so the more recent ones was just the Muppets and then the Muppets World Tour? Is it called World Tour? Uh, most Wanted. Most Wanted. So that's five. So you've missed The Great Muppet Caper. I knew there was a caper in there. There's a caper in a lot of them, to be fair. <laughs> uh, the Muppets Take Manhattan. Ah, oh, yes. And The Muppets from Space, which seemed to have been the one that was uh, so bad it stopped the Muppets being a thing for a while. It's similar to the Friday the 13th franchise with Jason X. Less puppets, though. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. So what I didn't realise was that I've got like a list of all the Muppets films. Uh, the Muppet Christmas Carol only has 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. Who are you going to say is only 75% Muppets? <laughs> yeah, I, do, I, don't, I don't have the breakdown. That'll be for our more uh, <laughs> excel episode. But yeah, it's only 75%. I'm, I'm categorically not okay with that. The highest rated, according to Rotten Tomatoes, is the... The Muppets. The Muppets. Yeah, it is very, very good. We saw that at the Prince Charles Cinema. Mm. And had Brett from Flight of the Concords wrote a lot of the music. Yes, yeah. Won an Oscar. As we said previous episode, I really want him to write a musical. <laughs> yeah, so the, the idea of the episode is going to be just any film which we would want to see with Muppets in. So whether that's a Muppet version of the film, whether it's just adding Muppets into the film, it's uh, it's whatever we want to take it, because, you know, this isn't a dictatorship. Don't know how to follow that up. No, it's not. Nah. Well, no, nah, it's not. Yeah. So before we go through the, the usual episode intro admin, mm. who's your favourite Muppet? Oh, say someone from politics. Hey, you're my favourite Muppet, Ian. Um, hey! I think my favourite Muppet might be um, the, what's his name? Dr. Teeth, is it? Oh, the band. Yeah, the Electric Mayhem. Just, yeah. I mean, in 
collectively, but then yeah, maybe maybe Doctor T. Nice. I, I was always a fan of uh, Pepe the Prawn. Yep. Um, Rolf the dog. Eighties robot. How okay? How who's your least favorite Muppet? And why is it Walter? <laughs> I just don't like his face. And he's shitty little uh, whistling. Hey, that was Andrew Bird whistling. That's, Andrew Bird's fucking brilliant. That's fine, but come on. That's not, that's not, just because you whistle a bit doesn't mean you should be in the Muppets. True, true. Uh, the fact he's quite clearly a Muppet is a good. But then again, I don't want to judge people by appearance. He could be anything he wants. True. Actually, I take it back. Swedish Chef is my favourite. Oh, good! Sh- that, that's a very good shout. I do love this. Have you seen the new Muppet? Sh- I don't think it's. Called, I don't think it's called the Muppet Show, but the thing that they've the new one that they've done on Disney Plus. Oh, like the it's like the Muppets in lockdown thing, right? Yeah, it's all done like an internet show, and it's um, yeah. Scooter is like presenting, and they cut. anyway. That is great, and they they uh, the Swedish Chef bits in it are fantastic. Like he does a cooking show with Danny Trejo, and it's amazing. I've seen that bit. They make tacos. Yeah, we should have a Danny Trejo episode at some point as well. Whether that's adding Danny Trejo into films or best Danny Trejo or best Danny Trejo. Is it possible <laughs> to just... add Danny Trejo to any more films? <laughs> well, I, there's only four or five he hasn't been in, so one of us will only be able to have a couple of choices. So before before we start. Muppifying? Muppeting? Muppeting. Yeah, I think that's the correct Muppeting. So before we start Muppeting, it is my turn for a movie recommendation nobody asked for. So obviously, we're talking about the Muppets. So what film should I pick if we're talking about the Muppets? There's a there's a clue in what I'm saying there. So Is it the Muppets? My choice is the Beaver, the Mel Gibson <laughs> film where he thinks his hand is a... no, no. So, but seriously, the, uh, the Beaver is an awful, awful film. Please don't ever watch it. Oh, I thought you were genuinely recommending the Beaver. <laughs> I can't, I can't recommend that to anyone. It's so, it's basically a movie version of like a YouTuber apology. Yeah, it, the the concept is great. The execution is poor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's there's just just no Mel. No. So, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, the film you guys should watch is The Muppets. So, the 2011 film, which really kind of revitalized The Muppets. We're going to say The Muppets so many fucking times in this next hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> Don't do a Muppets supercut. <laughs> Damn. So, uh, there's no spelunking in The Muppets. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's fine. It's got kind of all the cameos you would expect from a Muppet movie. The songs are written by half a flight of the Concords and they're fucking amazing. It has a lot of felt heart to it. And I think that's what we need right now. Was that a play on heartfelt or? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was. That's definitely something I thought before I said that. Fuck, that would have worked so much. Maybe I'll like I'll edit in a better version of that as if it was a joke. You yeah, know, some canned laughter, some audience effects. Safe face. Um, so, so, but what? I mean, it's been out for a while, the Muppets, and every, surely everyone's seen it. And I mean, is there what? What if? What if after listening to talking about all of this Muppeting, uh, someone wants to see something that's a little bit more grounded in the real world? So. Even though I'm a massive fan of 
Jim Henson puppets and everything like that. I know not everybody is. So the other kind of defining thing of the Muppets and uh, kind of their films and TV shows is how colourful and absorbing everything is. So I was thinking, what kind of... What films have come out recently that kind of really grab your attention, really kind of draw you in and are bright and colourful? And there's obviously nothing as colourful as Midsummer. So Midsummer is the Ari Aster, not the Wicker Man film. And yeah, I, I definitely think people should should watch that. And obviously you could insert you could insert a Muppet into because you you just have Bobo the Bear. Well you'd be you'd be inserting someone into a Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh If no, if sw- people haven't watched Midsummer, <laughs> that out yeah, of context yeah. is is a weird thing to say. Yeah, that's that's a weird thing to say anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so uh first choice then is is over to me. It is over to you. My first choice mm. is so this is inspired by The Muppet Christmas Carol and Muppet Treasure Island. So obviously they're based on books from the 19th century. So Christmas Carol came out from... I fucking researched, man. Christmas Carol came out in 1843. Treasure Island came out in 1883. And my choice is a movie that's based on a book from 1862. I was going to ask you if you knew what that was, but you know my choices. So it's... Les Miserables. So lovely pronunciation. Lovely. Les Miserables. <laughs> um, it's because I'm going to absolutely murder a lot of character names from it. <laughs> so Les Mis is obviously a musical. For the sake of it being a movie, we're going to go for the 2012 version. So the the Hugh Jackman Russell Crowe movie. But I am recasting every single role apart from one. And the only role I'm not recasting is so I can still say it's a version of this movie, so I'm not just talking about a book or a musical. I am also have some strong feelings about a character in Les Mis. If people want to fast forward past that bit, I'll give you prior warning. So it's a musical, which I think the Muppets do really well, as shown in The Muppets. And it's an adaptation of historical literature, which the Muppets have shown that they can do very successfully with Muppets Christmas Carol and Treasure Island. So... Les Mis, if you aren't aware, is set in France in the 19th century, and it's based around the 1832, oh yeah, research, 1832 Paris uprisings, um, and extends before that, past that, and it follows all of these characters' lives. And as far as I'm aware, it is about a policeman who's trying to do his job hunting down a hardened criminal who is masquerading as a family man and mayor. Don't read into it, that's right. So, my cast for Les Mis, I'm going full-on Muppets Christmas Carol here. So there's only going to be a handful of humans in it, Mm -hmm. and the humans have to do it. Like we said on our Christmas episode, they have to do it like it is a deadly serious film. I think that needs to be a prerequisite for any Muppets film, like... In in terms of, like, inserting Muppets into films. It's different for, like, the Muppets... so yeah, so I, I I think there's like two ways to do it, right? There's uh so two, two the, ways to skin a Muppet. Yeah, two ways to skin a Muppet. So the Muppets Christmas Carol, I keep saying you know, it's not it's actually the Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh really? But yeah, but yeah but, there, but, there are multiple Muppets. Or is yeah, yeah. or is is are they insinuating that Michael Caine is the Muppet? 
Well, it's because it's the Muppet Show. Okay. But yeah, so uh, the Muppet Christmas Carol, Michael Caine very famously said he would only do it if he could do it as if he was acting in like a Royal Shakespeare thing. I think Muppet Treasure Island was a lot more self-aware, but not parody. Mm-hmm. So like he, they were still Muppets, <laughs> but doing a serious story. So I do think there's some scope for having it not as serious, but with Lamez, Muppet Lamez, I want to go deadly, deadly serious. It also means we get a version of Lamez that not only has puppets, but doesn't have Russell Crowe doing a very bad David Bowie impression. <laughs> so, Valjean, can I make the frog? Yep. Okay. So, I don't know about you, but I always think Kermit and Miss Piggy have to be kind of together, like they're intrinsically linked in whatever you cast them as. So I think a majority of the time, if there's a couple that you can throw them into, you should. So Fantine, I'm going Miss Piggy, which unfortunately, spoilers, she's going to turn to prostitution and then die. Um, Marius. Um, so here is the here is the part where people might want to skip forward for a minute or two. Marius is a cunt. <laughs> like he's held up as like this massive like romantic hero, but he's an absolute piece of shit. Like if me and you were planning not uh, sorry if anyone's listening, we aren't we aren't planning anything. But if we were planning like some kind of like riot or insurrection or overthrow of the French government in eighteen thirty. I would be slightly pissed off if you tried to bail on that because you saw a pretty girl in a market that you followed home <laughs> and then decided you'd fallen in love with. Like, that's not, that, that's not cool. He, he, he's all like, oh, no, 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 no. that's perfect spot on impression of him. Marius is a cunt who needs to care more about his friends and know where his heart lies. Already read my Yeah. Revolutionary bros before hoes. You know this. <laughs> um, so, Marius, I want to be Gonzo. We're back in the room, guys, now. I'm not, I'm not going to talk about how much of a cunt Marius is apart from Ben. And maybe I'll give myself one more. So, Marius will be Gonzo. And as we know, Gonzo fucks chickens. So, Cosette <laughs> <laughs> would be Camilla the chicken. I just spat on my um, laptop screen. Yep. Uh, Tenardier, so master of the house. I think Fozzie Bear, I think he's got kind of the humour for the role without it entering into parody. Madame Tiardinet, I would keep Helena Bonham Carter because I think she's great. Because she I likes think fucking bears? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but she, I thought she was she was one of the best things in the film. I think she's a lot of fun. And also, if I recast everybody, arguably this isn't a remake of a film. Javert, I would recast because Russell Crowe was terrible. So Javert has to be kind of imposing. Mm. But I was thinking Idris Elba. He's not a Muppet. <laughs> He's not a Muppet. <laughs> he, he is my one central human character. Okay. So it will be Idris Elba. If we had to keep Russell Crowe, we'd have to keep Russell Crowe. But I would rather Idris Elba. So. Idris Elba chasing down Kermit the Frog in France for decades. I, I think it works. I did, in preparation for this, spend a good 
15-20 minutes trying to learn how to sing Les Mis songs in the voice of Kermit the Frog. And in that process, I learned a number of things. One, I cannot do a Kermit the Frog impression. <laughs> number two, I cannot sing Les Mis songs. Three, I cannot sing Les Mis songs as Kermit the Frog. So we aren't going to have that. Oh, and four, my Kermit the Frog turns into Goofy very quickly. <laughs> I think they're, they're cousins, though, aren't they? Because they're, they're, they're all I... Disney now. Yeah, yeah, they're like even if it's by marriage, they're still they hang around in the same circles. <laughs> they might start mimicking people. But yeah, I just think there's a lot of there's a lot that this can offer. We can also throw in so Gavroche can be Walter, which means Walter will die. Spoilers. Spoilers for a book that came out in 1862. Fuck you guys. Walter <laughs> Walter can play Gavroche so we can get him involved. It means you can get your retribution on him. Um <laughs> But yeah, I just think it'll be a lot of fun. And I mean, a chicken singing Castle in the Cloud. It's perfect. They, the, the chickens do a very good cover of, um, is it Forget, Forget You in The Muppets? Uh, the, yeah. Yes, yes, the chickens do the chickens do that and then somebody else does Nirvana and Courtney Love had some things to say. Yeah, isn't it the, isn't it, um... Barbershop Quartet. It's a Barbershop Quartet. Yes. Yeah. Good times. But yeah, I just think the Muppets lend themselves to a musical. They've obviously lend themselves to kind of literature. I think the Lame Is film was done very, very well. So keep kind of the whole style of that, the seriousness of that. Obviously, it's going to be sung through, which is going to be interesting. But yeah, I think... For me, it's just the perfect combination of everything that I think of when you throw the Muppets into stuff. Um, God, your dog is loud. <laughs> is he okay? Yeah, you've just... He's hes not having the Muppets, Lamers. <laughs> well, I'm sorry for boring you. Yeah, Lamers, I, I love Lamers. It, it's, it's nearly boring to say that, I think, because it's like the popular musical. Yeah, but... I love the I love the stage show. I didn't I wasn't blown away. Maybe it was cuz of the whole Russell Crowe thing, but like mm. I was kind of like I was I was really looking forward to the movie and I just kind of it wasn't bad, but it just fell fell a little bit flat. I really enjoyed Sasha Baron Cohen in it. I thought he was great. I yeah, I I really like Russell Crowe. So like I strongly believe Gladiator is one of the best films ever made. I think he's been in a lot. Uh, the Nice Guys, nice guys is, is incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, him singing stars is one of the most offensive things I have ever seen. <laughs> like it's, I, I, I think he would be a very. Uh, by the way, if, if for some reason Russell Crowe listens to this, I'm really sorry. I think in just like a film version of the book, Russell Crowe would be a very good Javert, mm. but not in a musical. Yeah, that's fair. But. Yeah, I just love Les Mis. I'm, it's I'm great. a big fan of, you were talking earlier, you're like, the Muppets do these adaptations really well. And it's it's like you're talking as if, like, Kermit and Co. sit down <laughs> and have meetings about adapting musicals, um, which I like to think happens. They they do, Graham. <laughs> of course they do. They're, they're real. They're alive. It's, oh, God. They're friends with Ricky Gervais. <laughs> true true <laughs> but 
Yeah, no, they do. They 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 sit personally. I really want like a behind the scenes documentary of them making this fictional film, just just to see them writing everything down. There's some good like behind the scenes bits in the in the Muppets that we were talking about, like when they're because they obviously have to put on the show to save the studio and stuff. Yeah. And there's there's like some of the backstage stuff there, which is quite good. But yeah, I I agree that'd be that'd be quite fun. We've got connections to Disney. Let's let's have a let's submit some ideas. Let's 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 make some muppeting happen. We can sort this out. I'm sure. To be fair, after they've heard some of the shit I'm gonna say with some of my choices, they're not gonna want to have any part nice. of it. <laughs> <laughs> please, please back away. <laughs> I. So yeah. So my first choice then, the Muppet Les Misérables. Nice. Marius is a cunt. <laughs> there we go. I'm done with Marius now. As Cosette should have been. So, Graham, what's your next choice? My my first Muppeting choice. So, interestingly, all of my all of my films today from the 90s, which wasn't intentional, but it happened. I don't think there was a lot of Muppeting happening in the 90s. It was kind of the era where it kind of all went a bit bad I, I i'd be very interested to see why they stepped away from it so the 90s had so muppet christmas carol was 92 yeah treasure island was 96 okay and then muppets from space was 99 that killed everything but i don't think they had i think they tried to bring back a tv show and it just didn't i think there was like a revitalization a revitalization of uh it was like muppets tonight or something yeah yeah and it just didn't have the same appeal to it yeah but i think they've they've you know they've certainly come back with a bang since the the muppets that we've spoken about mainly because i i i guess that was was that post iron man and all of the marvel money that's come into disney but uh anyway i'm massively getting off (laughs) off topic here um but yeah the the 90s the 90s (laughs) um so fuck it let's go and we're gonna go in chronological order of the when these films came out because that's just my there's no reason for it. Anyway, my first movie where I think we need to recast some of the characters as puppets is 1991's The Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that and it's still fucking funny. <laughs> I Initially, I was like, do we just recast just Hannibal Lecter as a Muppet and have everyone else as humans because I thought that might be quite funny but I had to think and I think there's a few of there's not a lot but uh, there's three Muppets that I want in it everyone else stays the same but three Muppet characters and so that would be Hannibal Lecter as a Muppet Clarice as a Muppet and Buffalo Bill as a Muppet okay um, have you have you cast these Muppets? I have cast these Muppets okay so paint, paint, paint me a Muppet picture <laughs> so Clarice, I'm going to go Miss Piggy. Fair. And I'll come on to a slight change from something that I think might help kind of kind of fire up and make her more determined. Buffalo Bill would be Uncle Deadly. Mainly because Not nice. he looks... Like, if you look at Uncle Deadly, he looks very similar to, to Buffalo Bill. He does a... Yeah, he, do, he does have a bit of a Ice Skin Women vibe to it. <laughs> Um, which which is the plot of Silence of the Lambs, unless people think that's like a weird, <laughs> a weird saying. It's just a way that Ian describes people. <laughs> and then, in a role of a lifetime, 
You know how we've had quite a few... <laughs> no, no, it's... Don't worry, it's not... <laughs> it's not Gary Oldman as a Muppet. <laughs> Although now I wish I'd have said that. You know how we've recently had some comic actors take turns into really kind of serious, dramatic roles and really done it really well? So you've had Vince Vaughn in, like, uh, the prison... Well, I can't remember the full title. Oh, uh, Dragged Across Concrete. No, no, no. The, Brawl it, in Cell Block. Uh, in Cell Block he was in, he was in Dragged Along Concrete, and then he yeah. was in Brawl in Cell Block ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Which is fucked. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Ah, oh, it actually makes me feel ill. Yeah, yeah. Carry on. Oh, the scraping noise with the head. But oh, um, the Muppet Brawl in Cell ninety nine. <laughs> so I was thinking, yeah, you know, you have got Vince Vaughn who who did that really well. You've had um, we spoke about last week, Adam Sandler going from comedy roles into a really serious acting role. So why not? take the the most comic Muppet and put them in a really serious villainous role and that is why Fozzie Bear is going to be Hannibal Lecter (laughs) (sighs) okay (laughs) I could take that can you do a Fozzie impression no not at all and I'm not even going to try Uh... (laughs) it's probably as good as your Kermit waka waka (laughs) Um, so so interestingly Anthony Hopkins playing Hannibal Lecter made a point of barely blinking while speaking in order to make Hannibal Lecter more terrifying. And that's really easy for a Muppet because they don't have eyelids. So Anthony Hopkins took on the character of a Muppet. <laughs> that's basically, yeah, this is why this is such a good fit. We should we should do director's commentaries. We're full of <laughs> And you spoke about the whole skinning women thing. And I just think that... If you think about it, right, it makes so much more sense if Buffalo Bill is a Muppet. Because the fact that he wants to make like a suit out of human flesh makes sense. Because to Muppets, surely it looks like humans are constantly wearing suits made out of Muppet flesh. It's the perfect, like... Sorry, the, the phrase Muppet flesh really got to me there and I don't know why. <laughs> um... Ah... <laughs> <laughs> uh. I guess, yes, yeah. You know, so why else? Well, you know, it's it's a. Uh... You you spoke about the research you did. I just I just went off on some bizarre tangents with these choices. <laughs> I would change. You know, obviously he used the deadhead moths and yeah, uh, deathhead moths, and <laughs> this is also going to sound weird. Um, so I would, instead of using those, I'd use you know the little the little muppet frogs that are like Kermit's kids. Uh, yeah yeah i remember them (laughs) so use those instead because that would really fire up miss piggy who is obviously her love interest is kermit so if she's discovering these like mini kermits and like murdered people's throats (laughs) she's gonna be (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah i want somebody to write it write in why would they write in a fucking impression (laughs) i want somebody any of our avid listeners out there if you can do a fuzzy bear impression. Please, can you record yourself saying the Chianti speech? Yeah. I can't promise I will give you anything. I can't promise you will be credited. But please, I... for the love of God, please. If... <laughs> I will buy you a tin of fava beans. Like God, I mean, with I know we've given beer away as a competition before, but fava beans is clearly <laughs> the way forward. So do you know the you know the whole like Chianti fava beans thing? liver do you know why they wrote that in do you want me to pretend i don't yes 
No, I don't. <laughs> so it's because like the antipsychotic drugs you can't take with those specific like things that they eat and drink and therefore it was a hint that he wasn't taking his drug. Oh, dude, it's such a good film. It is very, very good film. It, it's one of the it's it's up there with um Le- Les Mis is at, uh, the the film Les Mis is on a similar list of uh actors who are barely in the film. Yes. Because um well Anne Hathaway is in Les Mis for all of like nine minutes yeah. or something like that. And Anthony Hopkins I think not much more. He's right? not in it for he's... a lot, and him and Jodie Foster are only in four scenes together as well. Fucking hell, it's crazy. But um, and so obviously, you know, the whole Muppet making a suit out of human skin is funny. Um, <laughs> but the the best scene in this movie, considering that obviously these are the three only three characters of Muppets, everyone else is humans. Obviously, they're playing it. The humans are playing it straight because you know, you wouldn't want to be pulled out of this film. The the best scene would be, you know, when Hannibal Lecter escapes by wearing the guard's face? So like Fozzie Bear with a human <laughs> human skin on his face. Oh that that is nightmare fuel. <laughs> That's like proper Oh fuck, what's it called? Um Have you seen like that there's a weird, like fucked up Garfield subculture? No. <laughs> it it's like Garfield's like a the idea is he's like a Lovecraftian demon thing, and right. people have drawn loads of this fan art of like just existential terror. Garfield, there's a sub uh, there's a subreddit on Reddit of it, and it is just I'm sorry, John, <laughs> right? Because the Garfield always saying I'm sorry, John, it's just fucking weird. But there's definitely uh, there's definitely space for a Muppet one. Fucking hell, fuzzy wearing someone's face. That's uh <laughs> That's a thing we've now said. I mean is it more or less weird than you wearing your mum's murdered face? Uh that's completely different. <laughs> you need First a, you need all, that, that's a uniform. Yeah, that's a uniform. It would be like Fuzzy not wearing prison overalls or something. That's the that's the <laughs> analogy there. Um yes, to be fair. Me discussing whether Fozzie should or should not wear a human face is massively hypocritical. And I don't like that that now makes me a hypocrite. (laughs) It makes me feel very uncomfortable and I'm not particularly happy about the choices I've made in life. So anyway, Muppet Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Muppets. Nice. I haven't got else to say. I realise I sound absolutely mental. (laughs) Well, uh... I also kind of want to see it. I'm okay, guys. Like it's, <laughs> I don't need this help. Is a, this is a conversation <laughs> we're having. Uh, to further go down the rabbit hole, then my next choice is also so. My remaining choices are all nineties now. Nice. So I'm not sure how to ease into this. <laughs> so um, I'll just say it. It's seven. So I want Muppets in seven. So. Before we talk about that, have you heard of the Happy Town Murders? Yes, that's the the like R-rated Muppets thing, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's Brian Henson. I'm not sure if it... I'm assuming it was, but it, it was at least supposed to be the first R-rated Jim Henson Company production. It's not amazing. It's a lot funnier than I thought it would be, given like the reviews tore it apart. Mm. Um, but it's basically... 
crime mystery film with Melissa McCarthy as a human cop and then a puppet private investigator, I think. And they solve crime and there's something there. So I thought, hey, let's have the Muppets in uh, a crime caper kind of thing. Let's have them solving murders. <laughs> and what better murder? I like the idea that Seven is a caper. <laughs> yep. This is a podcast of firsts, right? <laughs> we are now the first people to describe Seven as a caper. Not lighthearted, a very serious, thought-provoking, philosophical caper. Um, so my th- my idea is... Everyone is human apart from Brad Pitt and Gwyneth Paltrow. Yep. So I just want the new cop to be a Muppet. This leads us to kind of the obvious casting thing. So is it going to be Kermit and Miss Piggy? Or is it going to be Gonzo and Camilla the Chicken? Because Gonzo fucks chickens. He is a kid's character who fucks chickens. We need to... We need to... People... The people need to know. Is he fucking chickens in every one of your choices? Yes. <laughs> this is, however, the last of my choices where Miss Piggy possibly dies. <laughs> so, obviously, with Seven, spoilers for a film that came out in 1995, the Muppet who has the the privilege of taking over the Gwyneth Paltrow role is going to be beheaded by Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Seven is obviously... I, I, I don't think... I, so I, I had a couple of ideas that kind of fit into the same vein as this of the Muppets kind of taking over like a concept in the film, if that makes sense. So in Seven, it is just the Muppets are the new people. So they're just the just Brad Pitt, Gwyneth Paltrow is kind of the new rookie cop and everyone else is human. It's basically um, like Samurai Cop. They've been... They've been. They've come up <laughs> yeah. from San Diego. Yeah, they've. They've. Oh, Samurai Cop would have been a great choice as well. It was because it wouldn't have made it any less Ludicrous. serious. No, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I wanted to have something where kind of the Muppets were either very minimal in the film, mm. kind of like you did with Science of the Lambs, or where they were taking on a set role. So it was either Seven or obviously the Seven comparison, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so the idea for Lord of the Rings was that instead of having Muppets in it, instead of the ghosts, you have Muppets. Makes as much sense. Yeah. So Aragorn will enter into, you know, Viggo Mortensen will walk into this uh, mountain and it will just be full of Muppets. And then the Muppets attack Minas Tirith. And it will, like, yeah, it will be just uh, as out of left field, random as ghosts. But <laughs> as... As most film nights do, it came down to Lord of the Rings or Seven. Seven, I think, is it is one of the best crime films, I think, out there with Silence of the Lambs. It's in the IMDb Top 250. It's number 20 right now. And I feel like recasting Brad Pitt and Gwyneth Paltrow as puppets could only make it go higher. What are you thinking? Are you thinking Kermit and Piggy or Gonzo and Camilla? I, I was just looking up who got the seven rings in Lord of the Rings, and it was the dwarves. Because the men had nine. Yep. Elves had three. Yeah. Santa had one, as covered on a previous episode. Exactly. Um. Oh, so I would go... I feel like Gonzo is more Brad Pitty. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's, that's kind of where I was leaning as well. It then opens up the conversation of... If, if we were to re... re 
<laughs> We're having a very positive, happy, well-needed discussion about the fucking Muppets right now, and I don't want to bring us down, Graham. So, without asking why, we're going to cast recast Kevin Spacey. Yep. Who would you have as the murderer? Because the obvious choice for a murderer would be, like, animal. But the problem is, like, you, you need that, like, intelligence to him, and you've already stolen Uncle Deadly. Yeah. Um... Ooh. Maybe... Because I... I, I... Sam Eagle, I think, seems to be vaguely intelligent. You could go Sattler and Wardorf. Yeah, I would say Sam Eagle's a good shout. Or, yeah, no, I, I'm Sam Eagle or the Swedish chef. <laughs> but all of the murders would be uh, gluttony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> um, or Walter. Walter has the cold, hard eyes of a killer. Yeah, and you would just, you wouldn't see him, but you just hear the whistle. <laughs> was that Godfather? I, I don't know why I'm asking you. I was, I don't know why I looked around the room then either. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I want full blown crime thriller. I want Gonzo and his beautiful, beautiful new wife, Camilla. Pregnant wife, Camilla, because as we know, Gonzo fucks chickens. <laughs> Hunting down the murderer who is going to be... Let's, yeah, let's go Sammy. Just a quick Sam. one. Are chickens, are chickens ever pregnant? Like, yes. Where do you think chickens come from? Yeah, but... So... The... <laughs> it depends on your definition. This isn't the podcast, Greg. This is... <laughs> this, is this is the... But chickens, the like... <laughs> their eggs are fertilised and they lay the eggs. Like... But they're always producing eggs. So, are they ever pregnant? Like, are egg-laying animals pregnant? I'm going completely off course, and I don't know. Give me me a Babe! (laughs) I hope she can hear it. Babe! Chickens cannot get pregnant, according to Google. So, yeah. So, uh, Camilla will be... He would have to smash the eggs, though. Right, that would be the like it wouldn't it it wouldn't it's like be, an egg um, box with a load of cracked. Yeah, eggs so in it. so it would have to be what's in the boxes. So you would have what's in the egg box, the box with just like a roast chicken in, <laughs> and then a smashed up egg box. So yeah, so it would be she begged for her life and she begged. For the eggs she had. So, you know, slight slight script changes, but I think the majority of the film we should be able to, apart from control-effing all of uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's dialogue into you, clucks. you got to cluck it, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, there we go. Seven. And obviously, you know, if they smashed all the eggs, they'd, they'd basically be goo. Hey! I like that. That was a great yoke. Hey. Hey! This, oh, is this is the weird. most ludicrous thing we have ever decided to do. <laughs> Wait until the next one. <laughs> so, Graham. Yes. After uh, after you've stopped crying over the death of a chicken that's being fucked by an alien. I have no what's your idea choice? what Gonzo is. He's friends with Dave Grohl, though. So, so you're saying Dave Grohl condones <laughs> chicken fucking? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. There goes Dave Grohl as a guest. <laughs>
So yeah, my my next choice to Muppet Muppify Muppets. I can't remember what we decided on. My next film. Uh, yeah, I, I, actually, you know, I, I'd say just to Muppet. To Muppet. Yeah. Okay. So again, as I mentioned, all of my films are from the nineties. This film came out in 1993. However, it was 65 million years in the making. Godzilla! (laughs) And that's because we are going to Muppet Jurassic Park. (laughs) Two two Uh. changes here. So one one character change, which is John Hammond, is going to be played by Dr. Bunsen Honeydew. (laughs) Which means... He's also going to have a sidekick. Oh, yeah, Beaker will be running around fucking shit up as well. I don't think he necessarily has a... Maybe Beaker is just, you know, the little DNA on the... Um, the oh, like... the, Mr. the Mr. DNA guy. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. the uh, opening video. Which apparently they only put that in because there was so much exposition in the novel. They were like, let's distill it all into a five-minute video. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, yeah, uh, Dr. Bunsen Honeydew, and then... Everything else is the same apart from all of the dinosaurs and Muppets. Nice. Mainly because, A, I just think it would be hilarious, and B, the one thing, again, this is all played completely straight by the actors, and why have we not had Jeff Goldblum play opposite Muppets? Because I think that's something we definitely need. I think we just need more Jeff. We'll add him to the ever-growing list of things films need. Our next tune in next week to films that we need to add Jeff Goldblum to. Yeah. But yeah, I'm thinking like the obviously that first scene where Doctor well it's not the first scene, but the first scene within Jurassic Park where Alan Grant takes off his sunglasses and just as they turn round, it would be hilarious that then all of the dinosaurs are made out of Muppets. Made out of Muppets are Muppets. Made out of Muppets. <laughs> Muppet flesh is back on the menu, boys. <laughs> are we making dinosaur Muppets for this? Like, are they just giant dinosaur Muppets? Or are we talking, he looks, and instead of the giant Brontosaurus, it's just like a two-foot-tall Kermit the Frog standing by a lake? <laughs> no, no, I think we're, we're, going, we're going custom dinosaur Muppets for this. Okay. Um, so all the, all the close-ups would just be sock puppets. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah, which I think would be great for that opening scene. It would be great for, the obviously, the, the T-Rex scene. I think we would see the like the world's most massive Muppet. I'm guessing there's like ten people inside it operating it from from the inside. You've obviously got the raptors in the kitchen scene, which I just think like these incredibly tense scenes where people are going to be murdered by dinosaurs, but the dinosaurs are made out of felt, just kind of adds a level of hilarity to it that that we need. And are, are we talking more to, to go to go more? Uh... Uh, technical with this. Are we talking more like animatronic marionette puppet, or are we talking there's going to be a dude with his hand up the dinosaur, like that? There was is there a scene where he does that? Yeah, like yeah, where that? there's the ill triceratops and there's all of the yes. shit, and they're trying to find out what, what like like um, that, like that, but with or, or, yeah. um, like I... basically the question the question here is, will you be able to see their legs? Well, the muppet, the muppet dinosaur legs. Muppet, the Mupp- Muppetosaurs. No, I, I think you, I think, I think for authenticity, it should be they should be marionette puppets, as you said. So, <laughs> yes, for I just authenticity. said for authenticity of Muppet <laughs> dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. People died, Graham. <laughs> we have to respect them. Yeah, either that or you go like you know, like in Avenue Q, where it's obvious that they're being like it's 
blatantly obvious that they're being controlled by people. Yeah. <laughs> There's just someone yeah. standing yeah. behind them. But no, I think, yeah, for, for the authenticity of, of the Muppets, um, they should be entirely controlled by humans, even if it requires like 15 humans to, to power a, a Muppet T-Rex. I like it. I haven't got a lot I, more, I, to be honest. I just thought it'd be quite funny. <laughs> I think I I think Jeff Goldblum is perfect for it. I'm fairly convinced he's a Muppet anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I like it. Like like you said, just keeping everything else exactly the same, but just replacing the dinosaurs with something a little bit more ludicrous than dinosaurs. Yeah. It's um Why not? I like it. I I am going to Google Muppet Dinosaurs. And Jeff Goldblum has got he's uh he's got that documentary show on Disney Plus. So, you know, him and the again, him and the Muppets, they must cross cross paths in the corridors of, of Disneyland, which is I'm assuming where all of the Disney Plus executive Muppet meetings happen. <laughs> so there's um the perfect picture for this choice. So this isn't the Muppets, it's Sesame Street. So Sesame Street did have a dinosaur once sing a song about eggs, and I think it perfectly sums up what you're trying to say. It's not sending to you, but it will in a minute. It's very similar to the snake in Hard Ticket to Hawaii, where you can like see the guy's elbow <laughs> in its neck. But yeah, I think that's... Uh, I am sold. Well, you kind of had the... Yeah, that's great. <laughs> you also kind of had the... What was it? Was it a 90s show, The Dinosaurs? Yes, yes. I actually just pulled that up because they're on the Muppets wiki. So is it a Jim they... Henson? I think they might just be great. What I'm going to do is I'm going to say with certainty that they aren't and then edit back or just drag out everything that I'm saying. So, yeah, so they are not Jim Henson. They are, they are Disney. But like them. Uh, but it was okay so it used the resources of the jim henson company though ah okay so jim henson adjacent yeah Um, and actually i'm gonna change like so that's these yeah these will be the these will cameo in jurassic muppet park so that that's the kind of so you want muppet versions of kind of that style yeah obviously it's a bit harder because that's you know as you scale up to the the brontosauruses and the t-rexes it's a little bit trickier but these these guys you know like how you you know similar to like fucking fucking false perspective mate it's easy oh you'd love it and a single shot great single (laughs) shot puppets false perspective you know like you know how you've got in seven you have the you have the he he should not be named cameo that's like oh my god it's him you know, you, you're going through Muppet Jurassic Park and then one of, the, like, the baby dinosaur pops up in the DNA video or something, and you're like, oh, it's the dinosaur from the dinosaurs. Oh, see what they did there. Yeah. I like it. It's done. So we have a cameo, we have Jeff Goldblum, who's definitely a Muppet anyway, and then we have Muppetosaurs. And so I'm sold. Bunsen Honeydew taking um, Richard Attenborough's job. Not Richard Attenborough. Yeah, Richard Attenborough. Richard, yeah. yeah. Not David. Not David. David would do the behind-the-scenes documentary of it. <laughs> and these puppets are... So I could do a Richard, I could do a David Attenborough. I can't do a Kermit singing Les Mis, which is... Uh, God, you've got no range at all, Ian. No range at all. I'm going to take that to my grave, I am. That's a depressing way to end this section. Maybe I'll do a depressing transition. <laughs> <laughs> I have failed. Mm.
my final choice then. So, cutting it fine, but still 90s. So, 1999. And this... So, this is going to be similar to uh, the Rambo 2 choice we had in our Christmas episode. So, there is a bit of a choose-your-own-adventure vibe to this. And I want to know which way you would go. So, this is The Matrix, a podcast favourite, one of the best science fiction films ever made, if we ignore what followed it. But I think The Matrix is ripe for Muppetification. I'm sure we've changed that every single choice, but yeah. Yep, yep. It's become a bit now. (laughs) So the benefit of my, my, my unique vision of Muppet Matrix uh, the Muppet, the Matrix, we will call it. So my unique vision for the Muppet, the Matrix, will allow every cast member to retain their role. Interesting. Mostly. Maybe one will have to change, depending which way you do this. So my original vision of this is... <laughs> it's just weird. So just Im- imagine the scene, right? So... Keanu Reeves is, you know when the, he's like learning how to do shit? Yeah, yeah. Yep. And in then the simulation. he fights. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's in his seat. He's doing the weird like shaky thing he's doing when he's like learning how to fly fucking helicopters or speak Spanish or whatever it is. And then he has a fight with Morpheus. Yeah. So he plugs into the Matrix, wakes up in the Matrix, and he's say. a Muppet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the choice here is whether... Humans who enter the Matrix become Muppets in the Matrix, or Muppets enter the Matrix and become humans in the Matrix. It's a tough one, right? It's yeah. Like Sophie's choice. But less Holocausty. Um, <laughs> I think you go. Since the Matrix is what we're living in now and all we are are humans, it makes more sense that when you unplug from the Matrix, you're a Muppet. Yeah, I could. I, yeah. All right, I can see that. Um, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. All right, so that's that. That's what we're doing then. So everyone, everything in the Matrix, the beginning of the film stays exactly the same. Yeah, and also, it really it it works in the universe of Ian because you were dressed as animal when you came out ah! in the pink bathwater. So that's a throwback. I like I like that. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So perfect. So. Instead of a red pill and a blue pill, it's going to be a felt pill and a blue pill. <laughs> and that's the only change. <laughs> Apart from the fact where half of this film is going to be with puppets, the only change. So I had a brief kind of look. So this, this your version as well, means uh, Hugo Weaving gets to keep having royalty checks coming to him. So he's going to stay as Agent Smith in The Matrix. Nice. Um, I'm thinking, so a bit of a... Slight change up on what I said before about having to have Kermit and Miss Piggy as a couple. So I want Neo to be Fozzie Bear. Because I think... Yeah. So I think with Fozzie you can have more of a... I've thought a lot about this. Fozzie you can have more of a hero arc to him. Mm -hmm. Because he is a stupid funny comedian bear. So there's a lot of room to grow into a saviour. While Kermit's always kind of... There's not a lot for Kermit to go. Right? So 
Fozzie would be Neo. Miss Piggy would be Trinity because she's going to kick ass. Uh, mm. I would then have Kermit as Morpheus. Oh, you should have the, the, the evil Kermit. So he's more mysterious with the hood. True. So evil Kermit was going to, if you had flipped this round. Um, is it Constantine? Yes, I think it is. Yeah, so he was going to be uh, Agent Smith if we had done it the other way around. Okay. So I, I think having Kermit as Morpheus still means there is a relationship there with Miss Piggy. It's just not the way Gonzo and chickens have relationships because Gonzo fucks chickens. And there's no, uh, there's no chickens in, um, in the real world. So, you know, maybe that's not what chickens taste like. <laughs> <laughs> Are you happy with yourself? I'm really not. <laughs> I am. Not only was that a very niche Matrix reference to a throwaway line about food, but also at its heart, that was a joke about performing cunnilingus on a chicken. My dad listens to this podcast. The thing is, he won't My be the family, least bit surprised. Friends. Ugh. I'm not saying I do. That would be a different that would be a different revelation entirely. <laughs> I'm saying, as I've said before and I'll say again, Gonzo fucks chickens. That's canon. That's a thing that happens. So back to the Matrix. Um yeah, so that that's that's my idea is that so the film would st- be literally exactly the same up until they leave the Matrix and then they're all Muppets. So you'll also then have to add a bit of a vibe to it of him coming to terms with the fact he's a Muppet, as well as the fact he's being kept as a human battery in kind of a post-apocalyptic future. That also then means there is kind of the potential for a prequel where the Muppets, you, you see the Muppets fighting the machines. Well, kind of like a bit of a Terminator vibe. Yeah, I was going to say, are the, are the machines still machines, or are they Muppet machines? Ooh, that's a tough one. I... I, I I would still have them as machines. I, I would want the the only change to be the humans and Muppets. But they obviously would be like sewing machines. Or yeah, or they'd at least have kind of like instead of like insect faces, it would be like a metal Muppet face. Kind of like Thomas the Tank Oh yeah, fuck it, let's go Thomas the Tank Engine. So all the Sentinels would have like Thomas the Tank Engine faces. But have you seen the what uh actually it doesn't matter because I can't remember if it's in the film or not. Was there a baby face robot in the Matrix Revolutions? I can't remember, I only watched it once. Because that, that's a legitimate question you can fucking ask, because that film's weird. Yeah. <laughs> For a film that was clearly trying to say a lot, it said fucking nothing. <laughs> it's like, Neo connects to the Matrix wirelessly? Neo got Wi-Fi, basically. Yeah. And he's Jesus. That's what it should have been. It should be the Matrix, the Matrix Neo gets his groove back, <laughs> the Matrix Neo goes wireless. Neo goes to camp. But yeah, so the film will be exactly the same until they break out and then they're just Muppets. It's him coming to terms with the fact he's a Muppet. Whenever he jacks back into the Matrix, it goes back into just the Matrix until he pops out of it again. So I think that would work. I think there is there's space for kind of sci-fi Muppetry. And yeah, means we get to keep the cast. And I think the... The Matrix has a very good cast. Means we get Keanu Reeves. Means he won't share a scene with a Muppet, which is heartbreaking. But we have to sacrifice things. Well, but maybe like the deja vu could be like instead of like it's uh, you see a Muppet in the Matrix, and that's that's when you know like if if the Muppet shows on TV, there's a glitch in the Matrix. 
<laughs> that works. It's a it's a cat that walks past, and then a puppet cat walks past. Yeah, yeah. yeah or it's sold. a, it's we a were... chicken followed by Gonzo. <laughs> yeah, because he fucks chickens. <laughs> Over to you, Greg. Over to me. So also, nineteen ninety nine. It's. It's not as dark as the Silence of the Lambs choice, but it's also, I guess, pretty dark. Um, I, I, lo- I love the phrase, it's not as dark as this film where this man keeps women in a well <laughs> and then murders them. Uh, Is it the Muppet, a Serbian film? Did you have... To- a Muppet film! Um, oh, wait, no, they've already... Did you, did you have to... What happened to the rule? Of not saying the name of the film. Uh, I didn't say the name of the film. It's a new film. <laughs> it's a new film. The Muppet, a Serbian with, film. With Muppet skull fucking. Yeah. So Kurt, I'm, I'm going to stop now. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise you'll have to talk about the... No, I'm not going to say it. Yeah, so the trailer for that film is not going to feature in the YouTube playlist that you can find in the episode notes. Nice. Yeah, don't ever watch that film. Anyway. So anyway, 19, 1999. Brian, um, is it Prince? Huh? I'm going to stop interrupting you now. Thank Please you. Carry on. I appreciate it. This is our second Brad Pitt choice. Nice. And it is David Fincher's Fight Club. Nice. I think um, a few... few. Uh, I think the main cast, there's changes. So I think, obviously, the narrator is Kermit. Tyler Durden is Animal. <laughs> <laughs> because it just works too well. <laughs> he is jared leto's character angel face is going to be played by walter you really don't like walter (laughs) and bob paulson played by meatloaf in fight club is going to be played by bobo the bear nice i like it similar to les mis uh helen bottle carter is going to stay playing uh singer would you rather walter or will smith in a film oh walter 10 times out of 10 yeah yeah. we're just i'm just trying to mentally picture this list of people for you (laughs) So, I like that idea. That works. I think I do want to see more fist fights between Muppets. <laughs> Question. Yeah. Which is a weird one. That again is going to come back to me when I'm talking to therapists moving <laughs> forward. Do Muppets bleed? <laughs> um, I think it's more like the stuffing coming out of them. Okay. Just gonna pause, <laughs> and we move on. So I like I I like this idea. I, I I think animal works. Yeah, I think animal animal Kermit. I think like the the whole like chemical burn scene would would be intense with <laughs> with animal just holding down Kermit's hand and pouring chemicals on them whilst he is telling him that he needs to feel and accept death. <laughs> I would. I can. Uh, I can clearly picture that, which I think. Again, I, th- I feel like the- these podcasts, less about movies, it's more about people understanding my psyche and why they shouldn't be friends with me. <laughs> I can clearly pick, because like, the Muppet Shake works for that, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it has the same kind of caustic effect on felt as it does on skin, but we'll find out. It might. F- that was That sounded threatening. <laughs> <laughs> That that sounded yeah okay. I wanna let, let's let's move that conversation past. It might set on fire. Yeah, it probably I think, would. I do. think yeah, you'd yeah. you'd have to I think damp the 
Fucking hell. I, I think you'd have to dampen the fur or the felt. Right. So I think part of it is the reaction to the moisture in the in skin. Your skin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think we'd go this in depth about it, but. Uh, and also, you know, what happens in a lot of Muppet films, right? You have, like, the caper. You have the. You, there was literally the, the Muppet caper. You have in the Muppets, they have the whole, like, they need to get the gang back together. They need to raise money to save the studio. So it makes sense that the Muppets would be involved in a soap-making venture where they make soap out of human fat stolen from liposuction clinics. It just It's a thing that Muppets would do. So is this Muppet flesh, or is this uh, human? Do, 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 do Muppets have fat? Um, so, question before we kind of go into it further, um, and regardless of what your answer is, I'm just going to imagine you said the answer that suits me. Um, are you adding Muppets to this, or are you doing a Muppet adaptation of Fight Club? Uh, adding Muppets, because okay. Helen Bonham Carter So, uh, you're, you're doing that. a Muppet adaptation of Fight Club. <laughs> so, well, because it works, because Fight Club's obviously also a book. Yeah. So, this goes in with the, properly with the theme of the Muppets adapting kind of books and stuff. Because the only problem with just adding Muppets to Fight Club is that it denies us, it denies our listeners, and it denies the world a Muppet Fight Club musical. <laughs> so if it's a Muppet adaptation of Fight Club, it means we can throw in songs. We can go like duet between the narrator and Tyler Durden, where, you know, talking to himself. You can, you know, it'll be great. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely sold. Plus, you could, you could get Bobo the Bear singing some Meatloaf songs with a Fight Club twist. Yeah, exactly. Like, and Helen the Bottom Carter has obviously got a bit of uh, musical credentials to her. I think it could work. Chuck Palahniuk. You know, there was an American Psycho musical. Just a massive tangent there. It was the most fucked up thing I could think of. Uh, but most fucked up book I could think of that had a musical. Oh, that book done. is messed up. That book is worse than the film. Oh fuck yeah! There's rats. It's the bit with the dog that, like, the homeless guy uh, and the dog. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and also I guess you could have like a a big like ensemble number whilst they're making the soap as well. Yeah, and then end with a big ensemble. Where is my mind? <laughs> so yeah i just think you know kermit and animal beating each other up but then kermit actually beating himself up and then animal shooting kermit in the face but kermit realizing that actually animal's not there and he's shooting himself in the face but doing it anyway it just it would be fun (laughs) the the tone of that was so perfect i think we have to end it there yeah fair In summary, then. In summary. So what is wrong we with already, us? Yeah. So we already know who's top of our list for chicken fuckers because Gonzo fucks chickens. But what about your... So out of your three, I know you gave them in chronological order. What's yeah. your top three out of your choices? Top three, third place, Jurassic Park. Second place, Fight Club. First place, I need to see Muppet Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Muppets. I think that is fair. It's a close... So Les Mis for me is the far and away my number one because I think that works. It's so in keeping with Muppet film tradition already, I think. I can really kind of picture it happening. It's the only one that could happen out of any of these. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. I was contemplating, like, it was either do ones which could, like, so, like, um, The Great Gatsby is one that keeps being floated around now because. It's just come out of copyright, right? Yeah. So it is actually ripe for, like, a Muppet Great Gatsby. And I think that could be interesting. But also, seven. So it's a tough one for me between The Matrix and Seven. I, I think I would put Seven second, just because I do really like the idea of a Muppet crime movie done kind of like R-rated and serious. And then I'd put The Matrix a very, very close third, um, but they're borderline interchangeable for me. So joint top three. So the podcast nobody asks for top three films we want to add Muppets into. Yeah. What are you saying? I feel like if Les Mis is the only one that could actually happen, it should go first. Because it should happen, but is it the one I want to see the most? No, I want Ah, to see Silence of the Lambs the most. (laughs) But I think Les Mis is up there. I agree. And then for me, it's between Fight Club and The Matrix, because I love the idea of like the the divide in The Matrix between like the reality. Our reality is that we're Muppets. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and that works um, on many levels <laughs> I, I i really i love the idea of seven but i think silence of the lambs works better it's i i was completely sold on seven until you started talking through silence of the lambs it just it makes too much sense so i will i will drop seven out of the running just because i care <laughs> um yeah i i, I think silence of the lambs has Weird amounts of potential to it. Late, <laughs> lame is I I can clearly picture, but also I've been thinking nonstop about how Kermit would sing the fucking confrontation song for the better part of like two days now. Okay, I'll tell you what. Um, sing as Kermit. Ah <laughs> oh, fuck! <All> right. <laughs> Hang on, let me let me let me prepare. Hang on. Now just let me. I, I'm literally going to mute myself now so I can try. Okay. Hang on, let me see how ba- let me see how bad it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> so Ian has gone off screen and is singing to himself. I can see him leaning into his bookshelf at present. Um, I can't tell if it's going well or poorly. Interestingly, he's he's moved closer to the wall where the next room is, where his girlfriend is. I'm assuming. Um, so this is probably quite weird because she can now i assume overhear him singing to himself as kermit over and over again he's coming back he doesn't look happy um he's unmuting how did it go in so silence of the lambs first (laughs) um i just can't i can't i can't get it like i i just can't do it i'm wearing a green hoodie and everything i feel like i should have been able to it's uh I failed. Maybe I, I I will try and I will try and come back at some point <laughs> and retroactively add in Kermit the Frog. Okay, so Silence of the Lambs first. Can I throw in Lame is second? Yes, we'll go Lame is okay. second. Appreciate Mostly, it. as we say, A, it'll be very Asterix, good. And B, if Ian happen. can ever do, yeah, yeah retrospectively, Asterix, if Ian could ever do a Kermit the Frog uh, impression, this will be increased up to episode one. Um, episode one, number one. Um, so the question is number three. So it's between The Matrix and Fight Club. Yeah. So would you rather see half of The Matrix and then half of The Matrix with puppets? Or would you rather see Kermit 
fist-fighting animal and then beating the living shit out of Walter. Oh, so... It's a tough one. This is one of the... Bizarrely, one of the toughest questions I've ever been asked. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Can we have a top four? We cannot have a top four. (laughs) So, I... I I I do really like the idea of the Matrix, <laughs> just just cutting out of a human film, just into everyone, just for the sheer shock and horror of. Because I feel like it would be, so it's kind of like the man or uh, man or Muppet song. Yeah, yeah. So where you have the human version of the Muppet. So like, well, what what's more horrifying than? realizing that your reality isn't your reality is that not only is your reality not your reality but you're made of felt yeah (laughs) but also beating the shit out of water and animal animal as tyler durden just makes too much sense it does but i i I, ah it is a it's a fucking hard one (laughs) it shouldn't be this difficult when we're talking about the fucking muppets it shouldn't who who we love but still all right, I can't even think of an easy tiebreak between the two. So, all right, I I am gonna say Fight Club, right? Because in the version of the Matrix we've picked, we don't get to see Muppets fighting. If we'd done it the other way round and we got to see the Muppets do fucking kung fu, that <laughs> would have been number one on the list, and I should have thought about that. But we haven't. I've locked locked in. <laughs> I sold myself into the uh, choose-your-own-adventure model. So, yeah. So I'm going to go for Fight Club because that way you get to see Muppets beat the shit out of each other, and I think that could be fucking amazing. Yep. I mean, it's a hell of a Um, thing to choreograph, right? Yeah, and and then the sing-song at the end to Where Is My Mind. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Well, let you say, yeah, let's... let's, Okay, I'll give you the caveat that we're Fight Clubbing it, but we're music. We're making it a Fight Club Muppet musical. All right, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. Hang on, let, let's add that. Okay, so it's the Fight Club Muppet musical. Do you think the the Fight Club or a Fight Club Muppet musical? Um, a Fight Club Muppet musical. I think uh I think a Fight Club Muppet musical. Because that also implies there's others. Oh, that's another episode. Okay, right. Yeah, that so was we're locked in. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was that was a weird one. So, <laughs> on on our episode, the Muppet podcast nobody asked for. Our top three films we want to add Muppets into. So number three is a Fight Club Muppet musical. Number two is the Muppet Les Miserables, and then number one is Silence of the Muppets. If you agree with our choices, if you just want to tell us you can't bring yourselves to listen to this podcast anymore. You can find us on Instagram at the podcast nobody asked for. And if you, you know, just want to tweet us and check if we're okay, um, you can do so at nobody asked for pod with the number four. Um, and the same goes for Facebook as well. And then you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, and we'd appreciate a review. And in your review, just put kind of episode ideas uh, for future episodes, and we'll have a look at those, and we'll pick the best ones and do them but also after this discussions you may not want to do that so it's well, maybe uh, you do maybe you think we need direction <laughs> yeah so it's it's good it's a goodbye from me and it's a 
yeah, it's a goodbye from him. I'm going to go think about a lot of things I've said this evening. Yeah, but, but also, I can't stress enough. Gonzo fucks chickens. And chicken boys. Gonzo does fuck chickens, though.